Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and today I'm with Trayvon Taylor. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited for tomorrow's Capital Creator Showcase. Been looking yes. forward to it since the last one back in October. So yeah. I'm just fired up and excited. Yes, Tra- uh, Trayvon, along with us, are, are both going to be at the Capital Creative Showcase. So if you're listening to this, it'll be out in time, guys. Go over to West Sacramento, Tra- Capital Creative Showcase, meet local Sacramento video game developers. It's so amazing. Uh, you made one of, I got to say, like the highlights of the last Capital Creative Showcase. It really was. We were a buzz about it. We were talking about it a lot on the podcast afterwards. Can you explain your game for everybody at home? Oh, man. Okay. Let me, <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 You got me. Okay, the game, okay, it's called Bullet Mario Warfare. You use a little magic in one hand and melee in another hand. You lay waste to rival uh, enemy tribes in the invading conquistadors. You unlock, I'm not, I'm going to say a barrage of spells throughout mm-hmm. the game. And yes, you can't attack the enemy with a, a barrage of spells. But you unlock fire magic, lightning magic, wind magic, water magic, and they're in tiered too. Like the lightning and, well, fire is not really tiered. But the lightning is definitely tiered. So mm-hmm. we have spells. They are in a tiered system. This game, I don't know if I said it already, but it's influenced by the Aztec Mayan world. So Mesoamerican. Always wanted to create a game that took place in Mesoamerica before the arrival of Columbus. Yeah. That type of stuff. It is a hack and slash slash action RPG. So you fight your way through levels, collecting resources as well that you can use to customize your character. You can create armor unlock spells, unlock new weapons. The weapons are in a tiered system. You Let me know if I'm talking too much. No, you're you, good, uh, you're good. <laughs> okay, you start off with the flint, flint uh, rock for your weapons, and yeah. you upgrade to the obsidian. That's that volcanic glass you see. From there, you can either go with enchanted jade, which boosts your magic, or you can go with oh, steel. Nice. Right, like I said, it's tiered. So you, lean, you can lean into melee or magic, whatever one you're starting to feel. Right, mm. but then the other thing is... The weapons, there's four different weapons. You have your mock yeah. I don't know if people know that. That's the iconic Aztec sword that you find throughout Mesoamerica. So it wasn't just the okay. Aztecs that had that. They didn't invent that weapon. That weapon's been around for thousands of years in that yeah. region. It's just so happening that people know it for the Aztecs. Yeah. They, when they see that weapon, they think Aztecs. Then you have your knife, your priest knife. Mm-hmm. Then you also have the spear. And then you have the great sword. The great sword is just a bigger version of the mock does more damage it has an aoe effect so you can start spinning around with it taking out multiple enemies yeah um you get to mix the magic and melee so you can actually move cancel so use your light oh, so there's some like advanced gameplay that if you're gonna be working on move cancel kind of moves that's that's some like advanced gameplay yes we, we, we try to um yeah. hopefully we can implement as much feedback as possible to improve it but yes you can mix and match the light and heavy attacks as well as the magic you can roll out the way Nice. That kind of stuff in the game. I see, yeah, we have a lot of different spells and stuff like that. The guys build, you remember Brutal Legends by chance? It's a Jack Black game? Yeah. I know he's, kinda, he's kinda got that like skeletal frame to him, right? He kind of got that cool, fast action. I like the RPG elements, but I don't want people to be bogged down by the RPG as well. When you're watching the gameplay, it's moving quick. You're moving quick. Oh yeah, it moves quick. There's blood. It's it's funny because the style is very vibrant, but at the same time, it's kind right. of violent. The, I think the blood makes it violent and then all the dead bodies. Uh, yeah. one, of my, one of my inspirations was back in college reading about an, um, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the art directors was talking about action figures. Like, the game was brutal, but it had this art style to it that looked not super realistic. Yeah. So that's what I was aiming for when I first 
it kind of softens the edge of the brutalness a little bit, you know, with the bright Correct. red colors. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's probably going to lead toward, uh, towards a rated M. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be rated M. Like, <laughs> oh, man, at this stage in the game, yeah, this is going to be rated M. Yeah. Well, I think God of War is, and I freaking love it, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. You can call it Aztec, Aztec Mayan God of War. Oh, that is actually, I, no, that's a really good idea. <laughs> also, so, when we, because we rebuilt the game about three to four times, just yeah. trying to improve it. Because when you're going to market, you want a product that's really, really polished. Mm-hmm. So I was looking around and Ghost of Tsushima had came out at the time. Nice. I was like, you know what? We need to revamp this. Yeah. <laughs> you can be comparing yourself to Ghost of Tsushima. Like that takes so much time to get up to that level. Like, but this is looking very polished. I, I, it's on right now, guys, on Steam. You can wishlist this right now. I just did. Um, what are the improvements you've made since the last time we've talked back in October? Oh, what are the improvements? I would say performance-wise is making sure, ideally, that the levels, they load faster. Mm-hmm. The issues with breaking the game, such as moving through objects that should have colliders on there, you know, the invisible, well, more than just invisible walls. The problem was the experience. We would throw up invisible walls. People don't like invisible walls. This is no, not yeah. 2000. This isn't 2001 anymore, yeah. you know? <laughs> so we had to throw up more barricades to obscure, to obstruct the player. So not just, I don't want them to go there, I'm gonna throw up a wall. No, there's an object blocking it, such as a fire, barricades, spikes, that type of stuff. Enhancing the experience, and then with the UI, ensuring, I think we shrunk the UI so it doesn't take up too much of the screen. At the same time, we added tutorials. I don't think, I don't think there was a tutorial last time. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. But speaking of last time, you know, one of the big things that they do at CCS is players give feedback immediately to the director. uh, Was any of these things something that was brought up as at the convention? Yes. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. Exactly. Like the invisible wall. They don't like invisible wall. We do have, we did have a tutorial. It was just the basics, but the players still, they didn't feel like the game did enough. So when, when the enemies you encounter, okay, I'll give you a thought process. So your first enemy is your basic enemy called the mm-hmm. mock whale enemy. We know what to do. It's just going to swing the mock whale at you. Uh, but the next enemy is the spear enemy. The spear enemy, think Ghost of Tsushima. They have the blue icon. So when they swing, when they attack you, you, you have to parry or dodge. Yeah. We added the tutorial in there. So it says, hey, enemies with blue attacks, you either parry or dodge. In the second level, you encounter an enemy with the great sword. The great sword, it flashes red. That means you have the red, the red, you have the tutorial saying, hey, you need to dodge this. You cannot block it. You cannot parry it. We've perfected the parry system, the parry system as well, which is something I was working on for the longest time. All we had to do was just adjust the collider, the collider and the size of the shield to properly parry. Then back to Ghost of Tsushima, you parry the spear. So the parry, it works better. Also, you pick up resource, our resources look more like the resources and not just placeholder items. So you okay. see obsidian, you say, hey, this is actually obsidian. And it actually gives you the numerical value as to how much obsidian you just obtained. Because remember, you're gathering these, these resources and you're using to construct items later on, which yeah. as you unlock, you know, like the barracks for customization, it explains to you. The menus explain. You know, like when you first open up a menu and it explains to you what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what this game does. Better experience for the player. I love that. I love that you took the feedback and improved on it. One of the biggest selling points that I've heard when, when talking to people at TCS was the fact that it's, it's leaning in on Mesoamerican history. Why did you want to dive into that? And, and what is your experience in that? It's funny you should ask me because I was just talking about that today to my dad and I was on Reddit the other day. Mm-hmm. So 
Long time ago, back in 2012, back at work, I okay, let's see. I'm gonna I might be all over the place. <laughs> so I like history. Mm-hmm. I started reading up on history, came across Mesoamerica. There was a whole thread from yeah. a book called Osprey Military Order. So they show off the military units across history, across the planet. And I kept just seeing these designs for these Mesoamerican warriors. I'm yeah. like, whoa, this is amazing. I've never seen this before. And then I kept looking at structures. They were building structures. They were painted. Couldn't find out that ancient structures were painted. They weren't just the dull white color. Yeah. And then I seen Apocalypto. And I said to myself, it would be cool to put this into a video game. And then I had just came off of playing Skyrim, you know, melee oh, and magic. Yeah. I just love going into video games, going against human opponents, but I have magic, just laying waste to them. So then I thought to myself, what if this was in a video game? Yeah. So fast forward, I, I built a, I don't know if you know the city called Tikal. You mm-hmm. probably seen, are you okay? You know of Tikal? Yeah, yeah. I built Tikal as a level, as a level playthrough. I approached um, Sam. He's our programmer. Mm-hmm. Approached him, showed him the level. He liked it. And that's how the team got started. Just always wanted to have a game in the Mesoamerican world. Yeah, it makes sense. So not only is it kind of, you're right, especially here in California, you think we would know a lot more about it, but it's so underutilized in mainstream culture and it's beautiful. Like, why would you not want to use that world? It's gorgeous. And like, I like how you said, the buildings are painted and you're right. And you see like this white with blue and orange trimming, like it's so vibrant. It's not just rocks that are there. So it's this beautiful world and it's good to, even the characters themselves are very colorful um, because it's it's not just the foreign invaders, but also just inner inner conflict correct their culture yes like i wanted to bring that world to life yeah remember i'm reading history books i'm reading i'm looking at images and descriptions i'm going through wikipedia yes wikipedia okay (laughs) and i'm just reading this i'm like how come there's no there isn't a moving visual medium to this this needs to be made into a video game and yes you fight the okay i'll give you i'll tell you the story uh no spoilers though (laughs) <laughs> okay, no spoilers. In the first level, this takes place while Hernan Cortez is fighting against the Aztecs. Oh, wow. And that comes into play later on in the game. Yeah. So you are of the, the Tutu Suite. We call them the Suite in the game. You're, one of your cities is under attack by a rival tribe. Because you got to remember, think of it It's a kingdom. It's a Mayan kingdom mm-hmm. comprised of multiple tribes. Each tribe, they're aligned with their, they have city-states. So you might be of a tribe, well, they call them tribes, but in actuality, they're more like ethnic groups. Yeah. Um, you might be affiliate, you might be of that same tribe, but your your allegiance is to your city. Mm-hmm. That's how Mesoamerica operated for the most part. Yeah. It was alignment with their city states. So the, there's a rivalry going on between your city state and the king and another city state who's of a different tribe. They attack you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Think back to Dune. You remember how the Harkonnen, have you seen Dune? Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. how the Harkonnen, they got permission from the emperor to attack yeah. the Atreides. It's yeah. just like that. The only problem is the main character, the Nakam, the elite Mayan warrior shows up. And, t- and you find out what happens when the Nakam gets All right, involved. there we go. That's the, where we're going to, that's the tease. <laughs> the Nakam, think of him as, so in history, the Nakam was the Mayan supreme commander of their military. Okay. I said, let's turn him to a super soldier with magic. So yeah. he's like the master chief of 
that world. Yeah. And there's multiple NACM. So NACM can be plural, singular. I, I like how you're kind of, you're mixing and matching real history. Like this place is real. You're actually walking around a place that existed, but you're also adding some fantasy to it. Some of the mythology of, so it's a really good mix of like, Hey, this is what could have been. This is what we wanted to bring to it. I like that mix. You're, you're adjusting things so people experience this world and you get to add to it. You know? Yes. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have the historical element, but I love magic. I just love having yeah. magic in video games. I like the idea of getting stronger. And by the end of the game, you just lay waste to enemies. But oh, also yeah, like how the, I like how, also like in video games, how you start becoming unstoppable. So then they send in new enemies to specifically counter you. Yeah. Yeah. And you start to see that over the course of the game. Like how do you enemy. how do you adjust to that though? Because I know that there are some games when they do that, you start to feel like, well, why did I even become powerful? So do you add a way for also the player to like maybe mow down troops they've already kind of had a hard time before in the past to get to the guy that's tough, or or how do you find that balance? So we still keep the previous enemies, so the player okay. can acknowledge that they've progressed. It's mixed good. in with the newer enemies. Mm-hmm. So the newer enemies is something I learned from Ghost of Tsushima. I just observed more combos. Yeah. Different attack types. So I literally watched this from Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. You, uh, instead of just a normal attack, you might throw in an attack that has to be parried or mm-hmm. dodged. That kind of stuff. But you mix them in, though. Those newer enemies mix in with the previous enemies. Yeah. So then the player can also prioritize, which, and you're going to do that in the game. You start to prioritize certain enemies. You'll see, oh, that enemy over there is healing all these enemies, all these oh, enemies. God, yeah. <laughs> I need to take them. I need to take that guy out first. Or this guy right here, I can't block him, so I might need to isolate him from everyone else. Yeah. Then you got your archers. I like to prioritize archers. Yeah. Usually, yeah, especially if like, you play like an Assassin's Creed or Ghost of Tomb is actually a really good example. You take the archers out first, then mm-hmm. you can kind of take that way you don't have them shooting at your back and stuff like that. Um, looking at the gameplay right now, again, we're, we're talking about it's very quick, and also the, the city feels very big. You can actually see. What are you using to develop this game? We use Unity. Oh, nice. this is where it gets funny. We're using Unity 5, so that's mm-hmm. like 2014, 2015. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're using the same game engine from 2014 slash 2015. Just kept getting better with our skills. That's how mm-hmm. we were able to, if you look at from the start to now, We've constantly upgraded the game, the graphics, the gameplay. Just kept, basically, we rebuilt the game three to four times, taking in feedback. Same game engine. They're on Unity, I think, 2023 now or 2022. Mm -hmm. Unreal, they're on Unreal 5 now. When I started, (laughs) when I started on this game, I think Unreal, it was UDK 3, and they're transitioning to Unreal 4. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're using to build it. How do you, do you think Unity... How, what are the benefits to Unity over Unreal Engine? Because I know Unreal Engine 5 is getting all the newspapers, but what, what is the difference there? So in my experience, so first of all, most of my team, we learned, actually, I think all of my team, now that I think about it, we, <laughs> learned, we learned Unity first. Yeah. Kind of find out Unity is easier, in my, now this is my personal opinion, mm-hmm. Unity is easier to learn, and it's good for people who start out first yeah you, just, you can just jump right into it compared to unreal mm-hmm. so we're un, with unreal though from what i remember from what i've seen i haven't used unreal. i opened unreal a few months ago yeah um oh i will tell you this though with unity 
Hold on, let me rewind now. Let me rewind. You asked me, what is the strength of using Unity? Those are the strengths of using Unity. Mm -hmm. This is easier to learn. It's easier for people who are learning how to use a game engine. They're learning what the concept of a game engine is. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is the strength. And yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then Unreal Engine might be harder to harder to use, but does it have benefits beyond that once you do master it? That thing's a nuke. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, like, I don't know what else to say. That thing's a nuke. Like, yeah. if you don't understand what that means, um, Unreal's, I'm trying to, you basically, you put the object in there, and you're like, whoa, these graphics are already up here, and I don't mean to downplay Unity. Right. I'm just like, whoa, like, just yeah. right off the right So much the upscaling gate. going on and stuff like that, natively and behind the scenes. That you gotta understand what you're what what, it's, what you're looking at. <laughs> Do you see the look on my face? Yeah. Like every time I <laughs> from every iteration of Unreal that I've opened, if I threw an object in there, I'm like, wow, the lighting. Whoa. Just everything about it. And then think about unlocking its full potential. That's something I should look forward to one day. I'm not sure when. Just one day I will go back to Unreal. But like I said, it's not to take away from Unity, because Unity they've constantly upgraded over the years. And like yes. I said, you see, I've been I've used the same Unity engine since 2014 slash 2015. So that's saying a lot. Well, in Unity, I mean, obviously, many all of Ubisoft games, there's a lot of really solid games on Unity. So no knock in Unity at all, at, at all. But uh, yeah, it's just fascinating to see that basically there's these two big powerhouses. There's some other guys, too, but those are the two that everybody knows. And right. uh, learning the differences between them, I think it's very interesting for people who who play video games, maybe not even think about trying it out. For the developing size, I would say this: If you're first starting out, then maybe you should go into you should learn learn Unity first. If you're mm -hmm. so that way you can understand the concept of a game engine, and then yeah, from there go to Unreal. There's I don't see a problem with both engines at the end of the day. See, yeah. at the, here's the thing though: you got to learn your fundamentals. Once you learn the fundamentals and you learn what you're doing, you can just go either or. Because like yeah. I, I keep saying this, I mean it's the same Unity version. Since 2014, since 2015. Okay, five, Unity 5.6. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, I and there are, I think they're five engines later, seven, eight engines later. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If you learn the skills, you know what you're doing, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys only have a few more months before this thing comes out. June. June. What do you need to do uh, still to finish up the game? Want to test it more? more I'm testing. doing a weekly series called, well, it's supposed to be weekly, but life happens. It's called yeah, The Road Hope. The road to launch. Mm -hmm. So I am play, I'm playing through the entire game and I'm showing. So basically, if you tune in, it's a spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. I'm playing through the entire game weekly. Um, and I'm also doing this to find bugs for the game. Yeah. The other thing is just waiting on that Steam approval for like that build of the game. Okay. Um, what else is left? Is do more advertisements for the game. Mm -hmm. The game is done though, like development-wise, everything in the yeah. game that's needed is there. The only thing I can think of would be create more armor if I wanted to. I'll Just create add more, more extra. Are you planning on adding any DLCs later on? Any content down the road? Depends on play. How depends many? on how it's received. That's a good point. Yeah. Like it just depends. Like that, it just depends on the market. It does sound good though, because like a lot of people who invest in these games are excited about these games. You hear about them already setting up the DLC before the game launches, and you're like. Hold up! You've got to make sure this game's perfect before you launches. Before you worry about making any DLC, so I'm glad to hear that you guys are waiting on that. Right? You see all this DLC, like DLC. They're like pre-order the game. Back in the day, you remember back then, before like 2011, 
Yeah. Uh, pre-ordering, man, it was different. You pre-ordered, you got a whole like it just was different experience for pre-ordering. Oh yeah. So, like now it's a little different. They're talking about oh you get this armor, this weapon. I'm like, maybe you yeah. should have just threw that into the base game. Exactly. Like a lot of this DLC could have been in the base game. I won't say any names, but I, yeah, you we, know what I'm talking we about. We all know what companies. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I was thinking a different one, but okay. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> there's a right. few. Right, but we are, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, freaking EA. Anyway, so, <laughs> Bullock Mayan Warfare. Super cool. Again, Capital Creator Showcase. People can get their hands on this this weekend, or they could go to Steam and add it to the wish list, correct? Just go to Steam. You can just a download. Oh, I apologize. Okay, so I should announce. Maybe I didn't make, I didn't do a good job of advertising this. I, um... The demo's available. It's been available since last week. I don't see it on the wishlist yet. I don't see it on Steam yet. The download button? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, you know what? I need to make it more prominent. I need to make it prominent because there's an option where you can make the download button really, like, it can be bigger than the wishlist button. It's oh, I see it on the side. I see yeah. it on the side. Yep, I'm downloading it right now. Oh, see, then I would get more downloads than if I did that because, yeah. oh, okay. I might do that normally now. it's, like, underneath the wishlist button. So the people right. just, like, boom, and go. I didn't want to take away from the Wish list, but I might have to do that then. Or the yes. demo's gonna get, gonna get people on that game. If they can play the demo, just get a handle handle of the controls. You're gonna you're gonna get a lot of people buying this. I know for sure. I'll do that after this call. Then that's a good idea. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna have the link to the Steam page. Also, come by CCS and come meet Craven in person. And uh, thank you very much for joining me today, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you all tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, guys, have a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye.